This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Uh, and happy Valentine's Day. I am recording this one in advance so that it hits your Spotify or Apple or Google or whatever uh, right on Valentine's Day, which it should be today unless I misscheduled something. Um, <laughs> so I wanted to talk about how to make it a good day, even if you uh, just remembered right now when you're listening to me talk that it's Valentine's Day and um, the stupid Hallmark holiday sentiment. I will um, really destroy that one. And also, of course, before we do anything, please do subscribe. Most recent subscriber episode was when your wife says something like, you never say you love me. You never act like you love me. You never kiss me when you walk through the door. Never, never, never. And you're arguing with her and what to do instead. All right. So it's Valentine's Day. Uh, what does this mean? To some Grinches, it means nothing. And these are the people that tell me, oh, it's just a Hallmark holiday. I don't do anything for my wife. It's just a Hallmark holiday. So to that, I rejoined her. Do you want her to think of things in porn as just in porn? No, you don't. Do you want her to think that women only women in uh, porn clips give oral sex? No, you don't. Or that it's just a fiction in movies that people make out? No, you don't want that either, right? So when we act cynical about something, then it tends to make our spouse act cynical about other things, right? And of course, that's bi-directional and often two cynical, depressive people end up together and they shit all over everything in their path and celebrate nothing, although they do still usually do it for their kids. But they basically, these are the people who say, oh, we don't do Christmas gifts. Oh, we don't do Valentine's Day. Oh, we're not big birthday people. Uh, well, then what are you? You know, I mean, there's rituals. For millennia, humans have observed rituals to come together and celebrate. This breaks up the monotony of life as an adult. So look for things to celebrate instead of shitting all over opportunities you have to celebrate and saying you don't celebrate them. Because that's just stupid, right? Because we have, so it would be like saying to your kid, Oh, muffins with mom at preschool? I don't do muffins with mom. I'm not a big Mother's Day person. It's like, come on, man. And if you grew up like that, then it's probably why you're like how you are. So think about it deeply for this and for anything else. I don't say you got to spend a lot of money. I'm the first to say that you do not have to spend a lot of money. And you can do frugal or even free gifts. But you got to recognize something, do something for somebody. You don't need to get your wife a diamond tennis bracelet, but you could write her a heartfelt card and get her flowers. Or you could order her favorite book, give her a book that she likes. Or you could go to the store and get a whole bunch of little, you know, like shower and bath supplies or makeup or anything like that. I have a whole gift guide on what to get women. And, uh, you, and a heartfelt card, though. Remember that. That's the key part. Because if there's no card, then you're missing a huge opportunity to tell her why you love her and why she's great. And that's being romantic. 
Little notes and cards are like a big part of romance for a lot of women. And little gifts and just cute little things, even if they act like a Grinch themselves, you know, they would still probably appreciate it. And now what do you do for a man on Valentine's Day? Gee, I don't know. Have you been listening to this the podcast at all? Sex. You have sex on Valentine's Day. Not the same sex where you act like you are possibly recently deceased, but sex that, you know, you act at least like you are awake, alive, have, you know, use of your limbs and can move around. It's maybe something new. Maybe you could put the light on. Maybe you could say something. Maybe you could initiate, you know, initiate sex. Maybe you could make out more, you know, maybe you could wear the lingerie that you didn't wear for 15 years, whatever the case may be. Um, you could do something different, you know, in bed, uh, oral stimulation, manual stimulation, anything like that. Just literally anything, like anything new, any new position, anything. If you do that for your husband, then he is one of the 80% of men who is the higher libido partner in his relationship, he will probably be happy, you know? So also, here's what not to do with Valentine's Day. So let's say that you really want him to get you something cute for Valentine's Day. Here's a wonderful thing to say. Now, you don't have a time machine. You could say it for next time, or you could even say it right now, because these come out in the morning. Again, assuming I scheduled it correctly. You could say, I can't wait to do something special for you for Valentine's Day later, right? So what does that mean? That means we're going to have sex, right? So if he knows that, then maybe he's going to act nicer and be happier, right? And then maybe he'll be more romantic or maybe he'll get you a little something. Or you could just link him to this podcast. Honestly, that would be good. But if you link him to this podcast, you know that what he's going to do, he's going to think, all right, I'm going to go run out and get her something cute, but also we're going to have sex. So only link him to this podcast if you're actually trying to work on your marriage. If you're just bullshitting and listening to me talk, then cool. Thank you. Thank you for listening. But um, then you're not actually trying, right? So, so this would be a very good one. Like I always say, do not bombard your significant other with my podcast you know, or anybody's podcasts or anything. Do not continue to send them shit. I even have something about memes and videos. I just did a podcast about it. But do not bombard the person. It's like a key facet of what I say. That's a subscriber episode. Um, and then I talk about the other side of it, etc. But the point is, don't bombard them. But this podcast, if you guys are in the classic struggling with the man being more romantic and the woman being more sexual, send it. You know, send it if you are the woman, because then you're committing to sex. If you're the man and you send it, you're the preoccupied attachment partner. You probably already got her something for Valentine's Day. So if you send this podcast to her, you're just asking for sex on Valentine's Day, which is supposed to be romantic for her too, you know, or, you know, it just seems kind of like, you know, like you need to grow a pair because you need me to tell her that you want to have sex instead of you. But if you're a woman and you send this podcast, you could say, what do you think of the ideas in this? What do you think about making this our Valentine's Day? Right? Which means you do something cute and I have sex with you in a fun way that is not the usual. And so if you really want to work on your marriage, then that's the type of shit that you would do. Because a lot of people say they want to work on their marriage and then they just don't. What they want to do is for somehow the things that are completely already in their wheelhouse and comfort zone that they prefer to do to somehow magically become the thing that the other person needs in the marriage. Well, shit, that would be convenient, right? It's like if your child, what they wanted to do for an extracurricular was watch Real Housewives. 
Well, my God, wouldn't that be convenient? You could sit there together and watch Real Housewives and you would engage on it. It would be so much fun. Except here's the thing. They don't want to do that. So you're not being a good mother um, and facilitating your child's development if you say, "Mm, we're not going to do school, we're not going to do sports, we're not going to do anything else, but we are going to watch Real Housewives because I like that. So you, you could try to like it too. Right. That would not be being a good parent. But why is that then being a good spouse? So for a man to say a man with a high sex drive who likes sex to say we need more sex to work on this marriage is like, well, isn't that convenient? Huh? (laughs) Right. I mean, it's what you already like to do. So how 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 are you being flexible there? How are you being open minded or receptive to what she needs? Or a woman saying, we need to have more emotional discussions. Well, girl, I bet I know what you like to do for fun with your friends. Emotional discussions. Am I right? Of course. So point being, if you don't get out of your comfort zone, you're not actually going to help your marriage. You're just kind of doing the thing that you want and telling the other person that they should want it to. And that's not what you should do on Valentine's Day. And it's not what you should do any time. Obviously, compatibility is very important. It is very convenient and much better if you and your partner like doing the same things. Like all these fitness people, right, that like to work out with their spouse. These people are in a great situation. They both like to exercise together. Great. This is wonderful. And people often have that happen in a second marriage. I've talked about this with compatibility. I have a post-compatibility in second marriages. My husband suggested that I do that because I had one about importance of compatibility in marriage. And then he thought I should do it for second marriages because it's a little bit different. One of the ones that I saw in second marriage was fitness. So when people are 20 years old, I mean, they're most of the time drinking and eating pizza. Nobody knows if they're going to be into fitness. Maybe somebody's a college athlete. They're going to, they may stop. They may like never do that again. Maybe somebody's really into going to spin class, but as soon as she has a kid, she doesn't do anything like that ever again for the rest of her life. So you don't know. But by the time you are in your second marriage, you're in your 30s, 40s, beyond, you are what you are. If you're into fitness, you're probably going to stay into fitness. And if you're not, you're probably not going to get into it. So by that point, you're dating more based on compatibility. So a lot of people that I see mention this as a big one. Oh, we're both into fitness. We're both into health, unlike in my first marriage. So these are the people that go running together and they go CrossFit together and they do all these things together. That's great. How convenient. Wonderful. However, if you are not in the situation that you guys have the the same love language and the same things that you like to do in the same way of expressing connection and closeness, well, then you're probably listening to me for that reason because the marriage isn't going perfect, right? Or even close to perfect. So what you would need to do then is to say, am I getting outside my comfort zone enough? So yeah, am I the guy who's sitting there uh, on Valentine's Day and thinking like, oh, there must be guys getting blowjobs today. Hmm. Wish I was them, not them, sucks. Instead of saying, am I going out of my comfort zone to give my wife what she may want on this day or any day, right? So a lot of preoccupied attachment guys then say, well, she doesn't have any love language, right? The only love language is acts of service. Now, there are people who are aromantic. I have a podcast on it, asexual, very uh, checked out from the marriage, very avoidant, and they don't, and maybe have childhood trauma, so they do not really like any sort of intimate connection and primarily stick to acts of service. So then what about for Valentine's Day? You detail the car, you clean out the garage, you do some big project, and you say, happy Valentine's Day. I bet things will go better than they're 
going right now. Because you would have said, basically, I understand you. I'm not judging you. I'm not continually telling you that acts of service is the worst love language. And instead, I'm actually going to listen and I'm going to do what you like. And you got to do this stuff with a full heart. Yeah, it would be cute to send your husband this podcast and be like, basically, if you get me some cute shit from CVS, we're going to have sex tonight. Yeah, any guy would really appreciate that. Most guys, if they don't go to CVS, you got a problem, get into couples counseling right away. If you send them this podcast and they come home and they're waiting for you to have sex with them and they didn't get you the card, well, I mean, then we have a problem, right? Either somebody is unable to listen or they don't give a shit. We don't know which. So that would be why you would get into couples counseling. But the point being that many, many people act like they are getting outside their comfort zone and they're giving their all to their marriage and they're not. They're just not. They're just wanting to do the same shit that they always do and have that somehow magically turn into the thing that transforms the marriage. This is what I try to get away from when I work with couples, right? Because the worst thing would be for a woman whose love language is to talk about the relationship and his isn't, and all we do is talk about the relationship. I mean, shit, isn't that like a nightmare? You know, so that's why instead I give assignments, I try to talk about the importance of physical touch, we try to go deeper on like why he doesn't want to so she doesn't just think he's like a freak, you know, like, man, he never did it. How about that? He never did it. He's never going to do it. He could do it a little bit more, but maybe you could also change a little bit more. So um, whereas in a lot, unfortunately, a lot of couples counseling, it basically turns into the man gets kind of beat up because he doesn't do that. He doesn't do verbal communication. He could get better, but he's never going to be as good as her because she loves it. It's her bread and butter. It would be as though the two of them have an arm wrestle every week. That's like literally a good analogy. Like he is bigger. He is stronger. He will beat her at arm wrestling every time. She could train. She could cross train. It doesn't matter. Most women versus men, she's never going to win. She's just never going to win. You know, it's just not, she's not wired to win. Her body is in shape to win and she's not going to win. So that's what happens in a lot of couples counseling when the man is not as verbal as the woman and he doesn't get off on talking about emotions the way that she has since she was four years old. So anyway, point is Valentine's Day. You're trying to empathize with your partner. You're trying to give them what they want every day. You're trying to empathize with your partner. You're trying to give them what you want. If your resentment is so It's such a large, inanimate object that sits on your chest and stops you from even considering getting outside your comfort zone, then you likely have many unresolved empathic ruptures. I have a podcast about empathic ruptures and uh, and posts, but you probably need to get into therapy or even individual therapy, you know, to talk about them with somebody, you know, because if the idea of going to CVS and getting her some cute stuff or... Uh, having sex with your husband in a way that isn't the usual makes you hate them and feel resentful and feel angry that you wasted time listening to this podcast because you're never even going to do that because fuck your spouse, then you obviously have a lot of unresolved anger. And that's not just going to go away. And you have to treat it. However, for the large majority of people, perhaps this can be a wake-up call. Oh my God, Valentine's Day could, instead of being something that is something we get literally stuff for the kids. I mean, that's like the funniest part of this child-centered environment. The kid gives out and receives all these Valentines and the parents do nothing in many houses, right? But it was supposed to be love. It was supposed to be about romantic love. It would be something where maybe the kid could see, oh, my parents have a romantic connection and they celebrate. Isn't that cute? Something I want in my life, right? 
when I'm older, I want to have a happy, celebratory, romantic relationship. You know, versus literally the parents yelling at each other who forgot to get the Valentines. You knew that we needed 20 Valentines for her class. This is what she's talking about in the book Fair Play. Who was supposed to have this on their list of stuff they were going to take over? This is what you're going to show to your kid. And of course, you know, that was an inside joke. If you're a long-term follower of the podcast, I have a whole podcast kind of on Fair Play and how I think it's... uh, antithetical to romantic connection. But uh, to say the least, I thought it was pretty funny. You should listen to the podcast, one of my longer ones, because I just kept coming back with quotes from Fair Play. But anyway, uh, point being that so something that was supposed to be a romantic holiday, right? It turns into a child-focused stress fest akin to Spirit Week, which I just uh, did a podcast on as well came out now, I guess, last month for you. And uh, it just turns into this super stressful, uh, child hyper-focused stress fest. And it could be something where the kids see daddy come home with flowers and mommy's dressed up and they got a sitter. They're going out to eat and mommy and daddy are like happy and flirting, you know, and then that makes you want to be an adult instead of literally hate the idea of having children, which is how many young adults feel after seeing an incredibly uh, child-centered slash obsessed uh, marriage where both partners felt disconnected from one another, threw themselves wholly into the grunt work of parenting and never emerged again as whole people. And on that optimistic note, I will depart and I will hope that I have really terrified you into celebrating Valentine's Day and uh, making the most of what you can do with it now. Obviously, if you follow me on social media, I am sure I will have been encouraging you to get a sitter and celebrate Valentine's Day for weeks prior to the day. But if you have not, then you have this as your reminder and you should make good use of it. Remember, even a card a really nice card. I have a post, 10 things your wife really wants to hear or 10 things your wife wants to hear. Listen to it, re- to do stuff out of it. <laughs> like I give you suggestions, write them in a card with your hand and a pen and it's gonna go better for you today. And if you're the woman listening to this, anything different that you do in bed is always appreciated by husbands. It's always something new. It's something, you know how much men remember this shit. That's what women don't understand. We had an interesting discussion about this in my Facebook group. You should always join my Facebook group, blue subscribe button, $4.99 a month. It's awesome. And uh, they were talking about like what men versus women think, you know, about sexual encounters. And it was like, women were shocked. Men think about it all the time. You have sex on Tuesday. They're thinking about it until possibly the rest of their lives, definitely the entire next day, possibly, you know, literally possibly the rest of their lives, you know, and they definitely know, like, every time they have sex, when I ask in couples counseling, oh, did you, were you intimate this week? They know, like, all of the encounters. The woman's like, wait, what week is it? Wait, what? You know, because it just doesn't have the same resonance to most women. All right. Well, anyway, Happy Valentine's Day, and thank you for listening, and I will talk to you all soon. Have a great day, guys.